0: My name's Emma Cooper and you're listening to the Network Marketing Month audio experience. Welcome. So I'm doing what I said I wouldn't do, <laughs> which was after our webinar, the Zoom, that I did, my first ever Network Marketing Masterclass. Um, I'm now going to share a little bit of information from that because there were some light bulb moments that happened that I didn't actually expect to happen um, because, and I think we all beat ourselves up about this. So lots of people think, oh my God, I've been doing it so wrong for so long. And can I, you know, can I change it now? Is there any point in changing it now? And my whole opinion of that is you don't know until you know. (laughs) don't be hard on yourself. Like you just don't know until you know. So don't feel bad if you didn't know something. And now you, now you learn something within this podcast, you'll definitely learn something, but don't feel bad about that and think, Oh my gosh, how can I go, you know, change? Because that is the realization that I had when I learned this stuff. When I had my aha moments, I didn't think, well, it's too late now because I've already got a team of over 30, 40,000 people. How can I possibly change the culture in it? You can, you can change that at any point. Let me share with you some of my uh, achievements, I guess, in network marketing that will maybe explain to you why I kept learning. Because I got to my first million in two years, of earning my first million in two years in network marketing. I had no previous experience of sales. I'd never sold anything. In fact, me and my sister owned a beauty salon and she used to go nuts at me because I didn't even sell a nail varnish. I felt very uncomfortable with sales. I remember that we had one treatment, which was an express facial and it was 15 pounds. And I remember someone coming to the desk to pay after I'd just given them an amazing treatment and I always over deliver. It's something, you know, I'm quite proud of. But I said, oh, just call it 12. I mean, Why? Why just call it 12? That's how uncomfortable I was with sales. Even when I had given the service um, and that came to pay it, I just felt really uncomfortable. So to go from that kind of level of discomfort with selling, my biggest fear starting my business was I won't be able to sell anything. To then, you know, earning my first million in two years, but my monthly turnover of sales was way over a million. I also now have multiple businesses. So I've implemented my strategies, my sales system into those businesses, the same system into different types of businesses. And it works. So I've built multiple businesses and different streams of income. And I'm talking about in in different um, industries. So I have one network marketing business, but other uh, businesses like my pro planner, for example, and that I've built those up as well. I've got over 60,000 distributors around the world within the team. I've got built an audience of over 100,000. And that to some people might not sound a lot and fair enough. You know, there are different levels. But for me, I started my business with 380 friends on Facebook. I was too scared to post anything. Um, If I did, me and my best friend would mock each other. We would text and be like, oh my God, why have you posted the status? No one cares what you have for lunch. Like Literally, that's how uncomfortable we were with social media, putting ourselves out there. So for me to go from that kind of level of discomfort to what I have now, you know, I'm happy about. I've built also an engaged email list of over 30,000, which I know people think, oh, emails, no, they don't work. Oh, email marketing is dead and gone. It's absolutely not. In all of my businesses, it is the one piece of marketing. It's not free. It's a couple of hundred quid a month, but it's a couple of hundred quid to host, you know, trying to kind of like hold all those email addresses, but it's free essentially, isn't it? I could just knock together an email in, you know, five minutes, send it out and I can actually make sales from that. So my point being, you know, it's free in, in that kind of sense of the word, you don't have to pay for each one that you send. So that being said, I'm qualified to talk about this next bit (laughs) because it is so important to me to share the message of culture. It's something I learned actually from working with Ray Higdon. Um, He brought it to my attention and I thought, wow, you know, I've never really looked at it this way. To understand culture, you have to understand Not even just the network marketing industry, but just sales industry. So where you have sales teams of people, you need to understand culture. For me, leadership... Is one thing culture is completely different in the network marketing industry they throw around the word leader and leadership way too easily it is something that people go and study for years and years and years and they have you know so many letters after their name for studying the topic of leadership yet we throw it around really simply and it you know, you have to keep learning. There's an awful lot to learn in leadership. And it's not just about, you know, oh, leaders kind of do the action and, and, uh, you know, teach the team. It's not as simple as that, you know. But leadership, when you do it right, and when you do it incredibly well, and when you always keep learning, leadership is telling the team to go to hell, and they're excited to go with you. I mean, literally, that defines (laughs) perfect leadership that you're saying, we're going in, this is going to be hard, this is going to be tough, who's up for it? Yeah, we're up for it. That's leadership, right? But culture is something completely different. Culture is creating the environment that people queue up to join. Culture, I'm going to say it again, write it down. Culture is creating the environment that people queue up to join. There are ways in which you do that, of course, but creating culture is about having an inclusive environment, not exclusive. Most people lean on the side in network marketing through lack of knowledge. And again, until you know, you don't know, so it's fine. But inclusive, not exclusive. We lean on the side of saying, look at this. She's took a breath and recruited 20 people. She's amazing. Yay. And that's fab. Now, when you've got a team of like, 100 people, what you can guarantee is that one person, probably the person you're recognising, feels amazing. They're like, yeah, I'm smashing it. I'm awesome. This is brilliant. I love the recognition. I want to do more. This is great. And that will really propel them forward, your recognition of them, of like, wow, they took a breath and recruited 10 people or 100 people, whatever. But what you maybe don't consider is that you've just made 99 people feel like crap. Now, I used to be of the opinion, I'm sure so many others have been, are, were, of the opinion that, oh, well, if you're recognising someone for doing something great, and people aren't happy for them, then it must be because the people that aren't happy for them are just people who've got bad attitudes, they just got a really bad mindset, they maybe need to work on that, they you know, they're just, they're just not in that right space. Um, you'll never succeed if you're not happy for other people. That is a load of nonsense. It's rubbish. It's BS. It does not, it's not right. That's not correct. Fact is not correct. The that is just natural. It's normal. If you are someone who has felt disheartened by seeing somebody else's success, you're not a bad human. You're not a bad person. You don't have a bad mindset. You don't have a bad attitude. There's not anything wrong with you. You're normal. (laughs) You're absolutely normal. Because it makes people who are trying make an effort. They believe they're doing the right things. They might be, they might not be. Uh, but they're not getting the same result as taking a breath and recruiting 10 or 100 people, whatever, then they feel like, oh my God, I'm just not good at this. I'm just rubbish at this. And they give up. Because they think that, well, if she took a breath and she recruited 10 people, then if I, you know, I've taken 10 breaths and I haven't recruited 10 people. So I must just not be good at this and this won't work for me. And therefore I will just give up. And that is perfectly normal of what, 99 out of those 100, or we'll call it 98, maybe one other person other than the person being recognised will actually like be inspired by it. And it'll make them feel good, weirdly. But that's not normal. So now you're like, well, how the hell am I supposed to recognise people then? And I get that. I get it. Because when I first heard about culture and having an inclusive, not exclusive um, community... And culture within it, how the hell am I supposed to shout out and cheer people on that are achieving big things if you 're telling me i shouldn 't do that, but surely they it 's not their fault that they 're like amazing achievers and i I want to do that, so how do I do it i 'm going to tell you how so if you understand our industry you 'll understand that one percent one percent will kind of earn the big stuff let 's say. This is not exclusive to our industry, by the way. This is not like, oh, yeah, well, in network marketing, only 1% of the people earn the big money. No, this is life. Look at the, you know, the statistic that 1% of the population earn, what is it, 90% of the money in the world. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, not everyone's willing to, you know, live like Jeff Bezos or whatever, put in the sacrifice that Elon Musk puts in life on a daily basis. Like... And his life isn't easy. It's not like, you know, just some rich man's playground. Like He works super, 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 super hard. I would not be willing to work like that. So I won't earn that kind of money. Do you know what I mean? So this is just a life statistic. 1%. It's not exclusive to network marketing. You go in any job, like look at the bank. You go in the bank and I bet there is a a top 1% earn much bigger incomes than all the other people that work in the bank. That's just normal. Look at the company that you work in. I bet there are like CEOs or managing directors, and you know, they'll be the top 1% that are getting paid more than the rest of the people. That is just normal. So, when you understand that, you understand that if you only recognize the 1%, you're actually making 99% feel bad. And people who feel bad, people who feel like they're not achieving, people who feel like they're failing, they they become less productive. They don't want to put the effort in. And the reality of our industry is that if you stay around the campfire long enough, you might possibly catch a spark. And I've seen it so many times. I've seen people been in the industry 10 years and then all of a sudden risen through the ranks and really achieved some amazing stuff because the time was right for them. They didn't want it before, whatever. But if they were made to feel bad about when they didn't want the big stuff or when they, you know, didn't have the time to put in or they, you know, weren't doing the right things, let's say, then they probably would have given up. So how do you recognize people uh, if you're doing the whole amazing culture thing? Well, you tell stories and you learn how to tell stories. I call it recognition the right way. So let's say Sarah has took a breath and sold uh, or recruited 10 people. How would I recognize Sarah? So I would ask Sarah, Sarah, when you started your business, how did you feel about building a team? And I bet she doesn't say to me. Oh I knew it was going to be easy. I knew I 'd be able to take a breath and recruit ten people. Sarah would have had hang ups and I know this, and reservations and you know be worried about things and that I know this because everyone has. I achieved amazing things fast in my business, but when I started, I never thought I'd be able to sell anything, and I thought I 'd run out of people. Those are my two like biggest concerns. I didn't think anyone would join me first of all. And then I thought, I thought, oh, well, even if they do, I can't keep this going forever, can I? How am I going to always find people? Duh. Little did I know I'd be able to figure out how to build an audience consistently. But that's, that's the concern. So I'd say to Sarah, what were your biggest concerns or your challenges when you started your business? And she would probably say, I never thought I'd be able to build a team, to be honest. I was worried about reaching out to people. I was concerned about what they might think. I didn't know, you know, how to approach them in the right way. In fact, I didn't want to speak to anybody. I knew about the business for the first two months. But here I am, as soon as I've reached out to my warm list, look what's happened. I've sponsored 10 people in a breath. (laughs) So if you tell a story, it's much better because it's more relatable. It doesn't make people feel bad. It can encourage, inspire and motivate because they think, oh my God, that's what I think now. But she thought that and look what she's done despite of the challenge. That's what you want. Marketing is getting people to nod their head. You're marketing to your team, really, when you're recognizing other people, it's a form of marketing. You're saying, look what's possible. But it doesn't have to be, oh my God, she just breathed. She recruited 10 people. She's amazing. Cheers for, you know, Sarah. Pop her a well done in the comments or whatever. It doesn't need to be that hypey hypey. It can be, hey guys, this is Sarah. Sarah was uh, started a business, I don't know, two years ago, two weeks ago, two days ago. And she was actually, her biggest reservation about starting a business is that she wouldn't be able to share the business opportunity with people because she was too nervous to reach out. She overcame that by, and asked Sarah, how did you overcome it, Sarah? Do you know what? I just thought, what's the worst that can happen? You know, I maybe used the scripts that I was provided with and changed them and adapt them so they were personal to me. And I just started reaching out to people. So you write that Sarah simply plugged in, used the scripts, changed them and adapted them so they were personal to her. And they sounded like they were from her. And she got this result. She's absolutely over the moon, really excited to help other people start their business. Yay for Sarah. Anyone else resonate with how Sarah felt at the beginning of her journey? You could even ask a question. That is a completely different way of recognising people than the previous hypey, hypey, look at the big stuff, only the big stuff. You will get more productivity within your team. You will have a much better culture and environment and people will be happier, which is our number one aim. We want people to be happy working their businesses. You will get much better if you recognise the small stuff as well as the big stuff. So congratulations to Laura. She's just sold her first product. Um, She's absolutely over the moon. She did this by, because you want to help other people. How did she sell it? Awesome. She did this by... Talking to someone at the school gates and, you know, they wanted a product from her. Congratulations to Mike. Mike has made two sales today and that's paid for his son's swimming lessons this week. Yay to Mike. Relatable. So everything that you do, think. Can, you know, is there a story to this that can help others? Because that is going to be doing the recognition the right way sharing the stories, creating that safe environment for people to learn where it feels inclusive and not exclusive. And you're not only focusing on the biggest things, you're understanding the life percentage rule, the network marketing percentage rule, which is just the life percentage rule. Like, that's when you're understanding and you you realise, like, okay, there's a bigger picture here. I can do this better. And it's all right to say, I mean, I said it to my team, I said like, guys, I've got this so wrong for so long. I've learned this new culture. And some people were like, yeah, I don't, I don't like this way. And I don't think this is is good. And I don't think this will work. And I feel worried to post in the wrong way or whatever. And it took some learning, but now they get it. It's like anything, when you start off, it can feel uncomfortable. It doesn't feel quite right. But you know, when you get it, my gosh, it pays off. So last night on our masterclass, we did a free giveaway to a team to win some team swag. We have a a business called My Pro Print. So my husband does embroidery and printing. And we gave one of the team £250 of swag for them to to choose from. And that's like hoodies, t-shirts, caps, whatever. See, That is actually part of creating culture. It's kind of creating that environment people are proud to be a part of. They want to wear a t-shirt. They want to wear a cap with it on. They want to be seen as part of that environment. So remember what I said at the beginning of this, that culture is creating the environment that people queue up to join. That has got to be your aim. And no matter what stage of your journey you're at, you, if you know this stuff, you know that you're going to be building it the right way. Your attention, people stay sticking around, you know, your attention will be much, much better in your business. And therefore, your productivity will be better. People will be happier. You'll be happier because it's just a much nicer way to, to grow a business. And it doesn't matter how fast it's growing, you can implement this culture and change it at any time. So share, if you will, You can screenshot this, you can share it on social media and let us know the light bulb. If you were having any light bulbs, there were some fireworks going off last night when we were talking about culture, but share it, tag me in it, at Emma Cooper online. Let us know what that light bulb moment is and share because, you know, it's good to share. Plus I do give away £25 cash to people who leave me reviews on the podcast Um, that i just it away £25 cash to Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> which is why the uh, name Sarah came up in my examples, because that name was in my head, um, for leaving a five-star review. So I will announce on the next podcast who the winner is of the uh, review and feel free to share. Hopefully, hopefully, um you can go onto my website emmacuperonline.com you can sign up to be part of my email list I will let you know if I'm doing a one night only event again and maybe if you missed out on the last one you definitely won't miss out on the next one take care have a wonderful day speak to you soon this podcast was sponsored by my Pro planner the number one planner for network marketers